0: Bibles open to Psalm 57 verses 3 and 4. I want to greet all of you here that are here today. Thank you for being here. All of our guests, thank you. We honor you. We greet you and bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. All of you joining us online, thank you for tuning in. Amen. Those of you that are out sick today from TCO, we love you and are praying for you in Jesus' name. Psalm 57, I'm just going to read verses 3 and 4 and get right into the word. It says, He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Going back to verse 3. Notice that after the comma, and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. And today I want to, drawing from that, title my message, Saved from Reproach. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, this is your church, not mine. You and your word alone can save, deliver, and heal. You know every struggle, every need, every issue, every heart, every life. And your word is both anointed and appointed for this hour, time, and moment, and for everyone here. And so on the authority of your word, I bind every spirit of hindrance, and I loose your anointing to fill this place. Lord, let your love, your joy, your peace, your mercy, your power, your healing, all be loosed in this place. For without you, we are nothing, Lord. Let there be a demonstration of your spirit and power. Confirm your word with signs following Let me walk in your spirit and not my flesh, and we pray it in Jesus' name, and would you say amen? Amen. Oh, come on, clap your hands. Hallelujah, he's worthy. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. David wrote Psalm 57 along with Psalm 56 and possibly simultaneously. The inscription reveals that while he wrote this, he is still in the cave of Abdullam. Therefore, these two Psalms, 56 and 57, should be read together along with Psalm 34 and 1 Samuel 21 and 22, because reading all of that together will give you a better understanding of the precise contextual history and meaning of all that's going on. Psalm 56 and 57 together portray confidence in the Lord during adversity. As stated in last week's message, David heeds the voice of faith, shutting off the voice of fear. Even though he vacillated back and forth, he eventually gave way to the voice of faith. And he writes Psalm 56 and, of course, this Psalm, Psalm 57, before the victory, trusting that God would perform His Word. Psalm 57 is a song that David writes. It's a mictum, therefore it reveals the resurrection. And it's to be sung to the tune, do not destroy. We know that from uh, if we interpret what the the, uh, Hebrew means there. The tune is do not destroy. When I saw that, I realized something. God's mercy took our judgment of sin. We sinned. And came short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And so God's mercy took our place in judgment so that we would not be destroyed by our sin. But without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have no hope of being saved. And so, it's interesting that these Mictum songs are sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. Again, I believe prophetical that God is saying, I'm not going to let humanity be destroyed. I'm going to make a way of escape. I'm going to make a way of salvation. Amen. We don't know the medley, the harmony, or the timing of that mictum, but I wish we did. It would be wonderful to know, but we do know it points us to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. David in this literal moment, even though he prophesies of that resurrection, he needs an immediate deliverance as well. He needs an immediate saving from his reproach as well. And so, Through faith in God, he receives an answer. And he understands what God wants to do in his life. Amen. He doesn't know how things are going to turn out. He doesn't know who he can trust. He doesn't know if that cave will become his tomb. But in the midst of all of this unknown, David exalts God and surrenders his will to God. Hallelujah. This kind of sounds like what Jesus did. Not my will, but your will be done. The word reproach here means to defy or to taunt. David prayed to be delivered from that. Jesus prayed to be delivered from what would come. The betrayal of Judas. The denying of Peter. The taunting of those who he came to save. Jesus came and He went through the reproach to deliver us. Amen. So when the world reproaches you, when the world reproaches us, the Bible says we are weak, but in that moment we are strong through Christ. Amen. And so Psalm 57 then teaches us the values and the virtues of praising God despite adverse circumstances. Testimony is always good. Amen. How many of you have a testimony? God's done something for you. Amen. It's always good. But there's something special about declaring your testimony before it happens. Ah. See, anybody can testify after the fact and say, yeah, God did. But if you can go through the situation and while you're in the matter, the circumstance, say, God's going to bring me out. Amen. God's going to deliver. God's going to heal. God's going to save. Amen. That's quite a miracle. Amen. It's quite prophetically inspiring to others. Amen. Amen. Worship is always right, amen. But when you praise God during the problem, when you thank Him during the trial, it produces a precious aroma that pleases God. So can you praise Him regardless of the situation? Can you learn from David, amen, that God is exalted despite your predicament? Will you accept God's Word today and testify of victory before it happens? Hallelujah. Jesus testified of his resurrection before his death. So you can rejoice over answered prayer before it happens. Oh, hallelujah. In, in, in this psalm, verses 1 through 3, David wants to hide under the shadow of God's wings. He's calling upon the mercy of God. He knows. He says, my soul trusts in you, God. You're, you're, I'm in the shadow of your wings. He, he says that he'll make God his refuge in, in verse 1 until these calamities are over. Verse 2, I'm going to cry unto you, God, and, and perform all things. and you'll, you'll perform all things for me, rather. Verse 3, Thank you. God's going to send from, look what he's declaring. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and truth. It hasn't happened yet. He's still inside of a cave, but he's declaring God's going to do these things. The the prophet has already come and told him to get up and to go back to the land of Judah. He's obeying that word, but just before, he's journaling a psalm and he's declaring, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when. don't know where, but I do know God is going to come through. You see, David depended on God to see him through the trials. He Uh, took his worship and prayer and turned his cave, his hiding place, into a holy of holy moment. Uh, Amen. It was where he could say, God, I'm under your wings. I know I'm in a cave. I know I tried to do it my way. I know I tried to hide from you and from Saul, but I know in whom I trust. I know you're going to bring me out. Amen. David was in trouble. God was in trouble with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you thankful for the presence of the Lord? When you praise God like that, regardless of your situation, irrespective of your location, God will show up. Why? Because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of Israel. We say, I'm not Israel. Oh, yes, you are. Galatians chapter six, sixteen says you are the Israel of God if you're born again and a new creature. So if you praise him, he'll show up in the midst of your praise. For where two or three are gathered in, come on, get a brother or sister with you and start praising him and God will show up in the midst of your situation. If you were to go back to Psalm 55 and you were to read through that psalm, you would find that David there wished for the wings of a dove to fly away from his problem. He's so overwhelmed by a situation that he says, I just wish I could be like a dove and fly away. Amen. Fight or flight, Shannon. He wanted to fly, uh, fly away from it, get away from it. He wanted to isolate himself away from it. But that is the wrong way of dealing with his issues. But after God comes in Psalm 56 in a cave and gives him a word and he writes that Psalm and he writes Psalm 57 notice he's saying now I'm under your wings Lord I'm trusting under you I don't need to fly away from it I'll fly with you into the face of it Mm, that's the correct way Amen. I'm putting it out there he wasn't denying his feelings he wasn't denying that there was trouble or pain but what he was saying was in this secret place of the almighty I'm finding my strength I'm finding my hope hallelujah still a more significant part of God's purpose was for David to learn some more valuable lessons about trusting God no matter what Amen. You see, it's easy to trust God when there's plenty of money in the bank. It's easy to trust God when the doctor's report gives you a clean bill of health. It's easy to trust God when there's no problems to face. But trusting Him in a cave, trusting Him when the doctor's report comes back and it's not good news, trusting Him when the bank calls and it's not good news, trusting Him uh, when there's marital situations or other problems or or things, that's... uh, where you learn to trust God wholeheartedly David's enemies appear to be more equipped than him and outnumber him but he learns in that cave that God is most high and that God will eventually shame his enemies amen your problems might be big but God's bigger oh come on come on Come on, he's the most high over all. That includes your problem. That includes your situation. That includes your circumstance. Hallelujah. David remembers that God is the superlative majority and can do the miraculous against all impossible odds. So when you turn your troubling circumstance into the holy of holies and pray and praise on purpose, you realize that God will indeed fulfill his word in you and through you and for you. How many of you know Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's immutable. Amen? So you can praise him no matter what. You You can look back to your yesterdays and realize, you know, he did it before. You can then know that He's going to do it again in your future. That means you can praise Him in your present. Amen? Did you know that God actually saved you before you were ever born? So the Bible says that that He forgave us, He loved us, He died for us while we were yet sinners. He already had made a way. That's why Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection saves us from reproach. Hallelujah. You see, what David chose to do was he chose to focus on God, not on the enemy. Amen? He tells us that he feels like his soul is in a lion's den, verse 4. He feels like he's in a deadly pit, verse 6. But in the middle of these two, in verse 5, watch what he says. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above All the earth. On one side, he feels like he's in a lion's den. On the other side, he feels like he's in a deep pit. But he knows if I'll just keep God in my focus and let that stay on the peripheral, then I understand He's not denying there's a problem. He's not saying it doesn't exist. He's not saying it hasn't affected him adversely. What he's saying is, I'm not going to look one way or the other way. I'm going to keep my face on God. I'm going to keep my heart fixed. Look what he said. He says, my heart is fixed. Hallelujah. That's in verse 7. Hallelujah. So, here's what I encourage you to do. I know there's problems. And it would be easy to turn to the right or left and look at them. And I'm not asking you to deny that they're there. And I know sometimes we have to talk about them and we have to face them. But face them by looking forward to God. Amen? Praise God. Choose to stay focused on His purpose. Amen. It takes mental discipline to do that. It's easy to do it when there's keyboards and drums and singers and It's easy to do it when we're all gathered together. But tomorrow morning when you get up, come on, just remind yourself that God plus you is the majority. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My heart is fixed, verse 7. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up my glory. Awake psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise you, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto you among the nations. For your mercy is great unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Amen. Look how great his mercy is. It extends above my problem, above my circumstance. Verse 11, here he says it again. Same thing he said in verse 5. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. In other words, God, your glory is greater than the problem i I'm going through. Your, your majesty is greater than the situation I'm facing. Amen. Again, I want to remind you, he's still in a cave. Deliverance hasn't happened yet. Let, let me just kind of fast forward to, because this is a victim psalm. Those three days that Jesus was in the tomb probably felt like three centuries. You ever had times like that where it just feels like time just drags on? And I can believe every one of them disciples struggled with it. We know he said it, but but we we know he died. We, we know he he prophesied, but but he's dead, and and dead people don't come back. And, and and I know Lazarus was raised, but but he weren't crucified. And you can see they probably struggled back and forth, kind of like last week. Voice of fear, fear. Voice of of faith. Back and forth. David doesn't know what he's gonna have happened to him when he leaves this cave but he's going to trust in god's word he's writing it in faith believing god's going to take care of everything he's surrendering his will to god and he's fixing his heart on god to praise him against all odds before the miracle manifested i want you to focus on that today with me for a minute he praised god before it happened There's some of you today that need to start praising God for what you've been praying for. Come on. You need to start thanking God for that which you've been interceding about. Come on. It's time to say, God, I know you're able. I can see it already. Mm. Amen. The same God who permits us to go through fiery trials is the same God who can deliver us from them. You see, God's Word creates the stormy wind, Psalm 148. But God's Word can also calm a storm. God laid down His life and no one took it from Him. But He also rose from the grave victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So when you're surrounded by your adversity, will you look at your dilemma or your deliverer? When you're in a cave like David was, mm, will you turn it into a pity party Or a praise party? Will you choose to see God above and beyond your circumstance, your sickness, your problem, your issue? Will you see the crucified Savior and stop there? Or will you see an empty tomb and know He's resurrected? Amen? Yes, Jesus had to die. So that he could purchase our salvation. It's why Acts 20 28 tells us that he purchased the church with his own blood. But he also prophesied his resurrection before it happened, and it did. Happen. And these six mictum psalms that I'm preaching through, amen, up to Easter, are all prophesying that event uh, a thousand years before he was even born. Can I tell you, God knows where you are. God knows your financial matter, and he provides totally. God knows if you're sick, uh, he heals all diseases. God knows if you've got an emotional weight uh, that he cares deeply. Amen, I've come to tell you, if you've got a spiritual matter, God loves unconditionally. If you've got a sin problem, God forgives all iniquity. If you feel lost today, God saves completely. If you're empty today, God feels thoroughly. Come on. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection saves us from the reproach of sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful that He died, rose for me. Amen. Let me ask you this question, and I won't, I'll look down that way. None of you think I'm singling you out. How many of you today are thankful for the Church of Omaha? Hope that was, hope that was a lot. We are a spirit-filled church where everyone, 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 can be transformed by the hope and healing promised through Jesus Christ. Is there anybody here grateful for the personal hope and healing you've experienced? Amen? Now let me ask it this way. Anybody grateful for the hope and healing that your brother or sister, husband, wife, son, daughter, mom, dad, friend, come on, are you you thankful that other people have experienced it too? Do you believe God has done giving hope and healing? Do you believe He's done transforming lives? I don't think so. I think there's a lot more. I see some empty blue chairs, amen, where we could seat a few more people. I see some spaces where we can add more chairs for more people that need some hope and healing, amen. I see a baptistry, amen, that God wants to fill again and hearts to be baptized and and souls to be saved, amen? amen? And so let me ask you this. How many of you are willing to help us reach Omaha. Hallelujah. Here's what I need you to do today. Up here on the altar is this oval-shaped flat egg and a cross. They're they're made out of uh, light wood. Okay? I need you to take everybody, kids included, take one. Okay? And for some reason, we run out. Then we'll share among families or whatever, but I want everybody to take one. And here's what we want you to do. We're going to put these in the, the, the bags that we're putting out for outreach, and we're going to bring them back next week and put them in, okay? We're going to pray over every one of those bags and potentially every one of those people that are going to get an invite, get some little things in there. We're going to pray that God touched their hearts, okay? So on the cross, you know, maybe, maybe write a verse. You know, it's, it's small, so you have to pick a small verse. Please don't write, Jesus wept. Okay. okay, Or remember Lot's wife, you know. But, you know, you know, maybe you could write a part of a verse at least or something. Or, or maybe something like Jesus saves, you know, whatever. On, on the egg, if you can write similar to what a, a cardboard testimony would be, you know. Uh, I was a drug addict, now I'm, I'm saved. You know, to put your name, you just put that little brief testimony. I was bound to X, but now God delivered me, you know. Uh, just something like that that you can write on there. Kids, you want to color these? You want to make them all pretty? You know, mom, dads, let's let them have some fun. And we're going to put these in those bags. There's an invitation. We printed off the invitation for the Easter thing for Sunday. It's going to be in there. There's going to be uh, uh, some, some sidewalk chalk, some other things that are in there, all to reach out to this community. Amen. We're going to go right here in this neighborhood We've gone before, we took the Christmas bags, we're going to now take the Easter bags, and this will be the first of four times we're going to do this of something like this this year. We did, I think it was 25, was it 25 for, for Christmas? 50, we did 50 for Christmas, we're doubling it, we're doing 100 for Easter amen and so I believe we can do it some of you have already been given thank you for giving amen and I know I announced that you could give it under an outreach category and I forgot there is no category so put it under hospitality or just under missions in general and we'll make sure it gets uh, to the right place you can write outreach on if it's a cash or check you can do that on the envelope but I want everybody to get one of these you don't have to write them today take them home with you write them and bring it back next time please don't forget them please Bring them back next Sunday, and we're going to have the bags up here next Sunday for you to put them in. When you're you're writing your verse or your testimony, here's what I want you to think. Okay? If it was you getting it, and it was your chance to meet Jesus, can you pray that somebody would read it? Amen? Can you pray for that unknown other? Others is our theme this year. Can you pray for that unknown other that God would touch their heart through this effort and would bring them so they could find hope and healing? Amen? I'm going to tell you a quick little story and then we're going to come. Everybody's going to get your eggs. So praise him if you want to come and grab one and go ahead and get on the platform with me. That's fine. This little boy one day the teacher had given an assignment. His name was Timmy. The assignment was, they had an egg uh, that you know you could pull apart and, and the teacher said, I want you to go and get something that identifies spring uh, or identifies this time of year um, and, and, and put it in there and we'll talk about it next week in class. So all the kids came, they put their eggs in the basket and She opened up one and there was a rock with moss on it. She says, yeah, spring, you know, the moss on the rock and another one, a flower. Oh, yes, flowers bloom in the spring. She opened up another one and it was empty and she kind of winced and she said, oh, no, I think Timmy might have misunderstood the lesson. So she put it back real quick and grabbed another one. And while she did, Timmy raised his hand and said, teacher, why don't you talk about my egg? And she said, but Timmy, I'm sorry, honey, it's empty. He says, I know, but so was the tomb. I think Timmy understood the lesson. Amen. Because of an empty tomb, we have a testimony. So as the praise team starts singing, this is our altar call today. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to come and get one. And again, parents, let your kids grab them too, okay? I want, I want junior and, and junioresses to, to, to have a part of this as well too, okay? But, but here's, here's what I want you to do. When you grab your, your cross and your egg and you go back to your seat, I want you just to worship God and pray. God, let it touch somebody else. Let it, let it minister to somebody else. Let, let another other come. If there's an empty chair beside you, I want you to envision that they're sitting there. If there's not one beside you, look around to where one is empty and begin to pray, God, let this effort reach somebody. Let this effort reach people. In Jesus' name, let's stand together.